1: Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia and with me is my co-host Lon. Hey Nadia, how's everybody doing out there? What's up, what's up? I just want to start off by giving a quick shout out to a reviewer on <gasps> Apple. Nice? Uh, yeah, she gave us a really nice review. I just need to find it first. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> let's believe, read it. Yeah, let's read it. Uh her name is Jessica. Uh Jessica L H. The title is "Love Em. She gave us a five star. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. April 24th, 2022. Thank you, Jessica. And the review says I look forward to this pod, even though it runs a bit late. I usually agree with that point of view. So it's an easy, delightful listen. I've been a listener for a few years now. Bay Area represent.
0: Bay Area! Bay Area! Nice! <laughs> awesome.
1: Wait, is, thank is, you is for that, this one Jessica? of our friends or colleagues? Well, uh, maybe. But thank maybe. you so much, though. We I mean,
0: appreciate that so much. Thank you. That.
1: By the way, our rating is 4.3 out of 5, which I think think it's pretty that's pretty good it, for yeah. a two-year-old podcast so thank yeah. you, listeners thank you so much I know we've got a lot of criticism in the beginning and I admit we were not that great but hopefully we're getting better hopefully you guys continue to listen to us and let's get started with Bilal and no. I know oh my
0: gosh I don't want to spoil anything so I don't want to look anything up but like these are all red flags, man. <laughs> I think she just needs totally. to leave. Totally. Family. Like I thought it was just the sister, I guess that helped, but apparently his entire family knows about the prank. So it makes it seem like he's the favorite son or whatever, and that he gets away with anything because they just seem to like roll with it and they didn't see anything wrong with what he was doing. They actually wanted to know if she passed his little test And I don't know, I was just like, (laughs) I didn't like that at all. And he was throwing her under the bus. Everything about that scene just made me feel uncomfortable. You're supposed to respect, you know, your partner. And if anything, you want to make her look good Mm
1: -hmm. in front of
0: your family members. So we'll get to um, Jibri and Miona in a little bit. But the way Jibri was defending Miona and saying, look, you know, she's already uncomfortable and y'all shouldn't be like roasting her and stuff. You know, y'all should be sensitive about that. But I would expect that that would be the same kind of energy that Bilal is bringing to the table and he's Mm -hmm. not. You know, like, are you going to defend her? Are you going to make her look good in front of your family? Instead, he's saying things like, you know, she lives in this fantasy land and she said X, Y, Z about the place. I'm just like, bruh, <laughs> you set her up for that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got the reaction that you were expecting to get. Let's not play around here. He tried. He really tried and put effort into making things the way to get the kind of reaction that he got out of her. You, I don't know. <laughs> that entire scene was so frustrating to me.
1: Yeah, I cannot believe he was talking shit about her in front of his whole family. I thought that was such a douchebag move on Mm. his part. What rubbed me the wrong way even more is the fact that he seems unwilling to want to have kids with her because he wants to see if she's worthy. Yeah. And that's another test. Yep. Like, What's wrong with this guy? Why is he putting her through some sort of test just to see if she's worthy? Like... (laughs) Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah. I'm not down for that. I mean, And then I- he, he said something like he wanted
0: like four kids, right? Did he say something like two boys and two girls? And so in my head, I'm like, okay, so you're saying that, but like she's 37. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying you don't want them now, then when? 37 right. is already that like, hello, <laughs> clock's ticking guy. Like, isn't that already like, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think like once you hit your 30s, it's about that time, right? Like we're starting to stretch the clock here. Or,
1: I mean, I like to think that forty is still okay to have kids, but it, it gets riskier. Like the pregnancy. That's the gets that's what the words more i was for. Riskier right, right, and right. I guess a little bit more difficult. I would say to get right. In. Uh, I'm like, but how definitely... long is this guy gonna
0: gonna make her wait?
1: Yeah, <laughs> She's
0: 30, thirty-seven, maybe I thirty-eight. Do not now,
1: appreciate his attitude on that, and I'm also surprised that the mom is. Sort of in on the prank as well, and Mm -hmm. supposedly she is a doctor. I think she has some psychology degree. If I'm not wrong, she's a marriage counselor.
0: Yeah, and something like religious. Yeah, like relationship counseling or
1: something. That's what I read. Like what? And (laughs) how is she not calling him out on this toxic behavior?
0: One hundred percent. Right.
1: I still maintain that she should have standards. You should point out if the house is collapsing or dilapidated, like I called it, you know, in our previous episode, there's no harm, no foul in calling that out. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong. She's not saying things like, oh, this house is too small for us. You know, she's just saying like the state of the house is not what she expected. Right. And I think that's totally fine, but don't make it out like she's ungrateful because clearly she's grateful. So I just don't like how, Again, I'm not sure if it's Bilal or if it's TLC, but they're trying to play up this angle of like foreign women coming to the US being gold diggers. But then they also neglect to mention that this man found these women. They're sex tourists in a way. They came to a foreign country looking for a wife, and they act like they're able to afford that lifestyle. Like you know, he came donning like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, or whatever. And of course, like I said before, like, you know, if, if you don't want to attract gold digger, then don't wear the gold or don't act like you got gold. Right. You know what I mean, don't present don't,
0: yourself a certain yeah, way. Right.
1: But don't throw her under the bus in front of your family members. Right. It's just vicious.
0: And there's also a, like a huge difference. Between ensuring somebody's financially responsible, Mm. especially if they're supposed to take care of you during the time you have the visa process, you know, and I think that's more the angle she's coming at, like, are you financially responsible? Can you take care of me? Are we going to be able to have a successful marriage? It's not necessarily she's into the materialistic things. It's not... Yeah, and I think the consensus, the large consensus on Twitter is at least from what I've seen is, is that's how a lot of people see it. But I still get a few responses, maybe one or two comments that say, oh, she was impressed by his Louis V and she's working the gold digger angle. you know. So I think there's still a s- small minority that on that side of the fence. And I'm just like, that's not it though. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> by the way, some tea to speak. Bill, <gasps> apparently Starcasm found a marriage certificate belonging to Bilal and Shaida. So I guess they are already married.
0: Oh, got it. I think I saw that. And it was yeah. from actually a while back.
1: Yeah. They mar- yeah. I think they got married last year. And okay. apparently this is Bilal's third marriage, y'all. Third? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. So he better come correct this time, I feel. He better. Be better.
0: Yeah. So I think his, his previous wife that was actually on the show, she seemed nice too. I, obviously, yeah. I don't know what goes on between two people, what goes on, you know, and, and how people present themselves on camera, but yeah. she, she seemed cool, you know. She actually seemed really nice and really super sweet and still very attractive. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that didn't work out. How did you not make it work out with her?
1: Yeah. Oh, so. mm, well, say lovey. All right, Lan, are we ready to talk about your favorite girl, Cara and Guillermo?
0: They didn't really have enough scenes, I thought, this time around. Yeah, I just Um, thought it was
1: stupid that they argued about buying a laptop and your money is my money now, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, okay, this is so petty and kind of overplayed. I mean, we've seen this before. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. Like, why does Guillermo... Like first day in the u s and he immediately wants a laptop, and someone was saying maybe he has a porn addiction or something <laughs> he needs own yeah. laptop he's tired of watching it on his phone, <laughs> yeah <laughs> does he have a phone though I mean, anyway
0: yeah.
1: you know what? another tea to spill they're already married too. Oh wow, yeah, okay, so yeah, they already got their green card, they've already registered in the civil courts, so.
0: So they were already married while this was filming or, or not? What I'm trying to get at is, will we see on broadcast that this is all just being acted out as if it was fucking new. <laughs>
1: Probably, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know,
1: for Shahida and Bilal, they've married through the Islamic. Oh, right, right. History. Yeah. But right. they registered already in, I guess, Kansas City, Missouri. So, so yeah, they've married the religious way and the legal way. Yeah. So I think Kara, I
0: see both sides, but I think they should have talked about it first, because Kara is seeing it as his contribution to a pool that they both are going to share and try to stretch to make it work. But he sees it as no, what's mine is mine. Like I sold my shit. So I'm entitled to that portion (laughs) of of the pool. And I want to buy a computer with it. I also think too, that he's seeing it through a different lens what's happening, at least from my perspective, is the way he's seeing it, he's approaching this as if because he mentioned it again, that she's treating him like a kid. Mm-hmm. So I think he's not seeing the financial responsibility part. He's seeing it as, oh, she thinks I'm a kid again. And now she's controlling how I spend my money. Yeah. You know, what I mean, she's she's kind of belittling me and infantilizing me again. And yeah, I think he's approaching it like that. And he's not and he
1: felt a certain way. kind of way because of the baggage that he already has about her infantilizing him mm, right yeah right. but can we just be real for once like why is TLC playing up the whole cara being a cougar when the age difference isn't that big <laughs> right. right because gibri and Miona have the same age gap as cara and guillermo yeah and no one is calling gibri like a cradle yeah. snatcher or whatever you know
0: I think Kara plays it up think, too, and I think yeah. she likes it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it doesn't help that he looks really young. He does. He looks really... Baby young. face. He oh, baby yeah. Face. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, just graduated from high school, even in high school. Yeah. He just looks very young. So did you catch yeah. the part where she said she's in real estate now?
0: I did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I, I was starting to wonder, like, how is a balloon artist supporting someone over with the green card and everything? And I was like, huh. I mean, if she's doing odd jobs here and there, how is she able to support herself and someone's visa application? Because that costs too. And then she said, oh, I'm getting my career started in real estate. And I'm like, huh. Right. Well, I guess hopefully they'll showcase that in the next few episodes. I don't know. But I caught that and I was like, Maybe she is starting out in real estate or maybe that's how she earns her money to begin with.
0: Yeah. It's lucrative, but it's tough. Like you don't get paid until you sell the house. Right. So that there are times where you can be on a drought. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You really have to bust ass. And sometimes the sales come easy, but sometimes they don't. If the mm-hmm. housing market's down, you're just like, you're struggling for every sale you get. So I can mm-hmm. kind of see that too, where like, it would worry me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Are we ready to talk about your second favorite, I guess, Miona and Ghibli?
0: Yeah. Okay. So the more I see of Miona, the more I don't think she's really that bad. Mm -hmm. She does kind of bug out a lot about the whole living situation. But I think that's actually pretty normal. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would get tired under living under another person's roof and under their rules. But I think she's rolling with the punch as well. Obviously, she's putting pressure on Jibri but i think that's normal as what we've seen in previous seasons right with uh, who is a julian brandon like anybody living in their in-laws or future in-laws' place and living under certain rules and expectations when they just actually just want to live with their partner yeah. under their own terms would also kind of get tired of it too. But I think she's super sweet. She understands when to object and when to speak up and she's non-confrontational, non-abrasive. You know what I mean? And that's how I would act. I know people that would flip out and act some type of way, but I think she understands her place. And she mm. could if she, you know, there she could really get emotional and really be like, "Well, fuck all this and stuff," but She's polite about certain things, like, oh, I'm going to go check on this. She goes about it in kind of a, a really passive, non-aggressive kind of way. And that's how I would be. I would be respectful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I see that. And then in private, she addresses certain things. Yeah. Right. So,
1: yeah. so she kept it classy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she, she kept it classy. She's all right in my book. So now what I was going to say about Jibri and Miona is I liked how he stood up for her, although I think he was being a bit too serious. Mm-hmm. I think his, his parents were trying to have fun and trying to play around, lightly roasting, yeah. right? They were just lightly roasting him and yep. he could have had some fun with it, encouraged her to maybe have some fun with it. But I also admire that he stood up for her, you know, and that's something that we didn't see from below. You know, mm. for him to actually be like, can y'all like chill out? She's already nervous. She's already anxious. Y'all aren't making it any easier. And I was like, oh, that's another way to approach it. But at, when he was like glaring at the table and being unhappy and the mom was like, are you okay? You know, <laughs> it was like, yo, Jibri, like chill out, man. Chill just- he
1: needs to chill out. He
0: needs to chill out. Yeah. I was yeah. just, But I like that he stood up for her. So
1: I like that he stood up for her. I think he could try to level up on the adulting part because if you're cooking frozen dinner, like it's hard to get that wrong, but right. <laughs> I can see why they purposely try to get that wrong. There's a term that someone used and it's called weaponized incompetence. It's mm. something Paris Hilton preached uh, during her show on The Simple Life with uh, Nicole Richie. Right. She said like, well, if you f- fuck up once, they would never ask you to do that again. So when I saw that scene played out, I was like, yeah of course she's gonna fuck it out because she doesn't want to cook again because right. then the, the parents would never ask her to cook again because they know they're gonna get really bad food from them and then I guess the internet obviously is blaming the parents for not teaching jibri how to cook or not, not being an adult that he is, but at the same time too, like I mean personally, I don't grow up cooking meals like my mom does a lot of it like I'm literally what Miona is or was, I mean, my mom did a lot of the housework and she lets me focus on my education, right. and I love her for that. But at the same time, too, like now that I'm married, uh, even before when I was leaving by myself, you know what? I can open up YouTube and follow a recipe, and I think right. that's not hard. So no. for them to mess up a frozen dinner, so it looks like it was done on purpose, and that's oh, why. Yeah. I agreed with the term like weaponized incompetence, which is, you know, you just want to be bad at it so you don't get asked to do it again.
0: Right. I could totally see that. Also, too, I think I wouldn't put it past TLC to throw that in there for comic relief. Yeah, yeah, like, let's just see what they do with this and how they fuck up like so badly. And then so people were on Twitter were like, they could have just bought food and put it on a plate, <laughs> like, yeah. like bought and Microwave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: didn't <laughs> have to like put it in yeah. the like, pot and like pretend to there were so it. many
0: alternatives.
1: Like totally. somebody said,
0: why couldn't they just get something that you just throw in the oven for a little yeah. bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like get some of those like pre-made dinner and just pop it into the microwave or oven and just call it a day, you know. Yeah.
0: I think the parents too would have roasted them either way. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway. <laughs> Are we ready to move on to Emily and Kobe?
0: Before we do that, I, okay. I did want to touch on the David beef. So I think that was a, a more important scene. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- did you have anything to say about that? No,
1: or? I almost forgot about. Well, I know about the beef, but some people were speculating that it's probably because there was something going on between. No. There's some triangulation going on. No way. With Miona know. and David? Yeah. What? Triangulation, yo. <laughs> Entanglements.
0: Entanglements. <laughs> that would actually be that super would make things awkward. I've explain a lot of that. There. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the friction and stuff and like yeah we fucking hate each other yeah, yeah. right
1: because <laughs> we, we slept with each other before and we oh, hate wow. it oh <laughs> wow
0: that would be an interesting angle but the way it's playing out i do worry about it a little bit because that's gibri's a major like plan for income and if mm. if she's gonna not want that relationship to happen then what happens to black serbs What then is Gibri's plan after that? For me, that was just one of those things where, you know, like, okay, well, one, there's that whole familial relationship where he's like, well, that's my godfather. And you guys are going to have to figure it out because I'm not going to fucking choose. And then she's like, well, you better choose. And it better be me (laughs) because the wife comes first or family comes first. He said he's family. And Miona was like, I'm family. And he's not. And I'm just like, dun, dun, dun. Like, yeah. okay, what do you expect this fucking guy to do for money then? Because yeah. it's clear that his plan, put the mixtape out or whatever and see what happens with the recordings, get this record out, and then we can go to LA and do whatever. But if you don't want this to happen, you know what I mean? Like, what's plan B then? You got to figure this out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a point. I don't know what else Jubi is willing to do <laughs> for income, <laughs> I guess. Continue with ninety day fiance, maybe I don't know.
0: Model hats, <laughs> model yeah, model cowboy boots. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> yikes! Yeah, I cannot wait to see what happens. I know there was a fight scene that's coming up soon, so I want to see. Oh, and up to preview.
0: that, yeah, something. Yeah,
1: well, what about Emily and Kobe? I thought they were cute. Like this is a really
0: cool cute scene. It's
1: a cute scene. I cry. I think a lot of people cry how can you not, that's such a tearjerker moment. How can you not feel mm-hmm. for him? Right. It's like his first time seeing his son after two years of, you know, not physically meeting his son. And I thought that was like the sweetest moment ever for a dad. Yeah. And that was like the most, he couldn't
0: thing. contain himself. Like he exactly. had to walk away Yeah, and the frustration of wanting to hold your son and he's Mm. afraid, Mm. you know, and you're just like, Oh, can you come? (laughs) He's all scared. And then finally he gets to touch his feet and she's like, don't touch his feet. I'm
1: like, can you, can
0: you give him a little bit? Just give him a little bit. (laughs) Like It's bad enough that he can't hold his own kid. It's taken him all this time. Mm. He actually is within touching distance yeah, yeah, totally. won't even give him that so it was tough but it was really emotional and Kobe is he seems like a great guy but yeah. as we all know nobody's perfect <laughs> so <laughs> the preview is already going to show him being jealous about
1: sharing he made a good point though because I think for a lot of people it's not common to breastfeed after one year You're supposed to transfer to a bottle. Yeah, I don't know
0: much about all that. I don't ever think about it. But
1: (laughs) I mean, and I think this is all fabricated too, right? What else can we argue about? What else can we have conflicts about? Oh, well, sharing boobs. There we go. Yeah. I do have to say that I wish Emily would have let him hold the baby. I think Emily was like, okay, the baby needs food. Okay, focus on feeding the baby. Mm. I wish she would have just given the baby to Kobe and he could have at least held him, even if it's four point five seconds, right? Just held him in his arms or something. And the baby would freak out because it's a foreign feeling, a foreign person. But at least let Kobe hold him in his hands and let him get a quick embrace, at least, you know? Right. But she was all focused on, and this is where I mentioned last week too, that she can be really intense. And that's why I'm like, why are you not letting him at least touch his little feet? Yeah, he <laughs> just want to touch the feet. And I know the baby was trying to nap, but so what if the dad touches his feet? The baby, right, you
0: know? it's one of but- those things. The baby will get over it. Yeah, right? let him hold it. And if if Cobin starts crying, all right, then you can always give him back.
1: Yeah, right.
0: It's I almost think- like that's the first thing I would have done. Was like, here's your son. Yeah, Hand him, your son him over
1: that you've been waiting to. <laughs> Me and instead, she's like, Okay, well, he, he's hungry, he needs to feed, uh, and then after that, oh, yeah, he needs to nap. It's like, yeah. Where's the human connection?
0: I understand that, like, he's somewhat of a stranger to Coben, but yeah. if you treat him like a stranger, then he's gonna feel like he's a stranger. Start yeah.
1: treating him like
0: that's the dad,
1: yeah, you know what I mean, and let then let him get used to the dad's right, and touch and everything, right. you know. But anyway. Can we talk about the elephant in the room, which is uh, the body, the The dead body? body? (laughs) Oh, oh, the Tidy Whitey, the The Tidy Whitey, (laughs) yeah. Of and the dead body of a former international underwear model. Hmm. You know, I thought he still looked all right. I don't. I I I guess I had expectations because you know he was an underwear model, so I thought, oh, okay, like who's this guy saying that? Emily put on weight and everything, like, bruh, you put on weight too. Like, come on, you have a dad bot. Like, she right. has a mom bot. Okay, you have a dad bot. So now you both are equal.
0: I think they both look great in their current state totally. the, way, yeah, the way they, they, they are. Done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's a briefs guy right Boxes oh yeah. versus briefs I'm yeah like, whoa. That, well that's that's that
1: <laughs> indication of him being a former underwear model because he's so used to briefs right yeah <laughs> all right shall we move on to bini and ari well okay
0: y'all know how we feel about ari But um, I really just have to say I'm in full agreement with every decision she was making from here on out when it concerns his sister. Let me take that back. Yeah, not every decision, but when it comes to him and his family and his sisters, like I'm on her side 100 percent. Like if someone throws a drink in my face, that's a line that's crossed Mm. and we're done. We're done. I'm not going to lunch with you. I don't want anything to do with you unless I have a formal apology you know what I mean? And even then, I know where we stand. Like, all that stuff where she's like, no, I'm not going to go to lunch or I don't care. Like, I was totally there with her. I'm like, yeah, they can fuck off. <laughs> like, I don't so want to do So don't think
1: with that Ari is being petty for not letting the sister say goodbye to Avi?
0: Well, I mean, I'd handle that differently, but <laughs> I understand where she's like, well, I, I don't know. You can go talk to him. I'm fucking going in the van or whatever. <laughs> like yeah, so
1: what we saw was that the sister asked to say goodbye to Avi. Mm. And obviously, we saw Ari saying, hey, I don't want to give Avi to you. Like, Avi's napping or whatever, and it's too cold outside. It sounds like an excuse. But then Ari went on Instagram and said, actually, I told Bini that they can come into the van to say goodbye to Avi, but they didn't. Or maybe the message didn't. Go through, and all I want to say is I still blame Binny because I think Binny is being a punk ass bitch for not standing up to his sisters. Like if my sibling threw wine or water or whatever at my partner, I would defend my partner. Like you said, that's assault, and I would be like, "Can we all behave like adults? Like at least tell them off." But he was just nonchalant, like he was just acting like, "Oh, it happened. Okay, well."
0: He allowed it to happen. He, he allowed didn't it to happen. Set a boundary, right? Yeah.
1: And maybe he's afraid of standing up to his sister. But again, that's why I still blame Beanie. I get it. Neither Wish and Mimi and Ari are angels to begin with, and both sides don't get along. But I also blame Beanie because he's not bridging that. Right. Not being a good mediator. So I just think that he could have done a better job because I think I still maintain that it seems like he's pitting them against each other.
0: Mm. Yeah. He's definitely picked aside. Well, when he was like, Yeah, we're gonna go to lunch, and I just wish Ari, you know, would, would come and stuff like that. He's already putting the responsibility on her, yeah, to he's show up Ari
1: after what they like, did. Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: what so I think the move to have them come into the van or whatever, or to maybe not see Avi was you can, but it's going to be on my terms and the sister is being who they are. Well, then fuck that if it's going to be on your terms. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right, Lon, we've reached the last couple. It's a new one, new couple, Patrick and Thais.
0: Yeah. What
1: do you think about Patrick? Uh, wow. I don't know where to start. You know what? Okay, I have something to say. I think he went to Brazil and installed that dating app, thinking that he's going to get a one night stand, and then now he's stuck.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Right. Because he, he was said, looking. Like,
0: he was looking for a Tinder hookup, and yeah, then he ended up. He, he ended, ended, he ended up, up being hooked. Yeah, <laughs> he ended up cuffing.
1: Yeah, well, I found out his last name, and it makes sense. He's half Brazilian. Maybe he was looking, so. But the funny thing is, my husband and I, Manny, who is originally from Boston, he cannot hear the accent from Patrick, but he can definitely hear it from his brother, John.
0: Oh, yeah, his brother, John, ha- has the, the, the bastard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Pack the cat and the habit, <laughs> I put the khakis keys in the my cat, cat, cat keys. keys. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> totally your typical. No, offense, like peak no offense,
0: Bostonians. We no, love you, Boston. We, we I love you. Boston. It's
1: like my second home. But yeah, I, what do you think of Patrick and Thais?
0: So, I think they make a good couple for right now. I don't. I'm thinking we we haven't seen enough about it, mm. but um, Thais does seem a little bit controlling, and it's weird because I'm starting to see this pattern where it's like. How can you tell people how to act with their family members and stuff? Mm. And and I get it. You want to start a new life and stuff. But like, you know, saying, well, your brother is going to have to leave or I don't know if she said that ultimatum yet, but she's like, you guys can't have parties. What? Like, You're coming to our place and you're going to put down like your rules and stuff. I'm just like, that really rubs me the wrong way when people like not just women, right, but anybody coming into somebody else's place and then saying how things should be done, like, Mm. especially when it comes to family members and stuff. So if I, you know, I think the brother was trying to be nice to her and stuff, but I would also be like, "Eh," you know, also, if I were John, if I were his brother, John, I would definitely maybe start looking for an apartment or I would expect that, I guess Mm -hmm. that, well, they're going to want their own space and all that stuff. So if I were him, I would definitely start looking, but I just didn't appreciate her starting to lay down rules and stuff about how they were going to live once she got there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, damn girl.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like so bossy from the get go. Like why?
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I do like that. At least he's trying to speak her language and she hasn't, tried to learn english apparently i guess right yeah <laughs> like, but he's doing his best to try to speak portuguese and he actually speaks it i don't know if it's fluent but that's cool that they can communicate
1: well because but, i think his dad is brazilian right right they're, that's they're how he they learn or half, he i
0: guess right yeah. or portuguese or something like that right or yeah but brazil yeah he's right, have brazilian right, yeah the location tracking
1: that's so jasmine and gino
0: yeah so I I don't know, maybe because I'm coming from it from someone who relates to him. He did it to prevent trouble. And I've, I I yeah. know exactly where that's at. But at the same time too, it was because he was driven to that point. And that's the point I want to make. He was driven to make that decision. He thinks he did it of his own free will. Like, oh, that was my idea. No fool, you got it incepted, bro. <laughs> like, she made you believe that was your idea. The reason you did it is because you said... You didn't want to be bothered anymore about it. Like Mm -hmm. she, she keeps texting him. She keeps asking for his thing. So rather than having to be troubled by it or whatever, he made the decision for her that he would turn on her location and she could just like verify all these things. And I've been there and I was like, damn, I totally relate to you. I think you need to fucking leave. (laughs) (laughs) That really isn't cool. And I know some people like the whole clingy vibe, but the thing is it gets tired really quickly. And and that was one of the reasons why he turned it on in the first place. Cause I think he was just over it. He was tired of getting the text messages. He was tired of her suspicions. He was tired of her probably not trusting. Oh, show me you're at home. Show me. Oh, you're here. Show me. So he's just like, fuck it. Here's my location tracker. And you can just turn it on and verify for yourself. And and it shouldn't have to come to that. So it doesn't
1: continue when they're together in the U S because that's such an ugly characteristic to have, you know, like when you're beautiful like Thais and still insecure.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I, I think it'll take a lot of work yeah. for it to end. A lot of internal work to kind of understand these things, similar to the whole Jasmine and Gino thing. You can see how, like, I guess, deeply ingrained that insecurity is it's not going to happen overnight. Oh, you're here now, you know, and maybe that's the expectation he has mm. or the expectation many people have. Oh, once she's there and they're together and stuff shit like that, will change. No, like insecurity is insecurity. It's deep mm. and you have to talk about it. You have to grow. You have to want to develop and you have to want to change. So I don't think it's just going to happen because she's there. I think if anything, it might even get worse. You know, she'll be at home. He's going out to install security alarms and that she'll just be blowing up his phone again. Yeah, that for me that's definitely a red flag.
1: Yeah, I think for some people the red flag is obviously he going door to door selling security alarms.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it pays well, I guess. You said yeah, a, what a, is thousand it? a thousand dollars a day.
1: A day. Damn, <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of selling. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure if anyone cares, but I was looking up his whole career, his whole weightlifting, bodybuilding career, and. It seems like he competed for the U.S. first, and then he got banned for using HGH. Mm -hmm. He switched flags. He competed for Brazil. And then he got banned again for using testosterone. So apparently, his eight-year ban will end in 2023, and who knows? He might get back into it.
0: Oh, by then, he'll be 33, 34, though.
1: 33, yeah, probably, yeah.
0: Uh, I don't Ah. know.
1: I mean, he can still do like small circuits. I'm not sure if he's like Olympic level, but who knows, right? I don't know so much about weightlifting. Maybe I'm not sure if it's age agnostic type of thing. I, I don't know. Maybe some people get better with age. I don't know, but
0: he should hang it up, man. I don't know. You you cheated once twice. and then you cheated again. Yeah. yeah like she the first to- time it's a mistake
1: yeah the second time come on and he admitted to he, he said admitted it was, to a, it. Yeah. it was a bad decision he he knew he, what he did so he yeah. was culpable as well
0: definitely but it's it's one of those things right where like I believe in second chances mm. do I believe in a third <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah you know what I mean you had yeah. the second chance and and you blew it <laughs> yeah
1: you blew it under another flag oh yeah. my gosh so yeah. Lon, we've come to the end i guess this is episode four yes 90 day fiance season nine what is your wtf moment
0: for me i think the wtf moment came with the location tracking and I don't know how set up that was to just ask random strangers, hey, what do you think? What do you think about this? It, it wasn't so much the scene itself, but that, random. Yeah, but, but that it's it's come to this in this early in the relationship. Because I want to like Thais. She seems sweet. She seems that way. There were a couple of things that I mentioned already previously that to me were kind of eyebrow raisers and l- l- having to turn on location tracking so that she could verify where you're at at all times. And, you know, he... He expressed that she constantly blows up his phone. That's a huge, 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 huge red flag. And only because I've, I've kind of been in that kind of relationship. And it turned out to be a really, really toxic um, relationship. For all that have been longtime listeners of this show, every time I refer to a toxic relationship, I'm referring to the same relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and all the red flags that I see in comparison to the couples that we have on these shows, like this was one of them.
1: Yeah. My WTF moment is it goes to Bilal throwing Shahida under mm. the bus and the family acting like he's in the right and mm-hmm. that she should be receptive towards the family home that they fail to maintain.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. uh,
0: they're yeah. just as bad as Bilal at this yeah.
1: point. Like they're yeah. complicit too. Like, no. come on. I don't like this whole them trying to, I don't know if it's them or TLC, but I don't like this whole angle of painting shade as a gold digger
0: yeah to me they're stretching it out a, a mm. little too long has yeah. it been going for ever since episode one or, or something And we're on episode four and we're still talking about this prank right it was mentioned toward the end of episode yeah. one that he was going to do it yeah and then episode two and then episode three and then episode four like is this what we're gonna do <laughs>
1: the entire Just, season yeah the fucking prank.
0: <laughs> let's get over this already right yeah <laughs>
1: Well, but I'm glad that they're already married. So, yeah, yeah. Everything else is just probably fabricated.
0: We'll see. Am yeah. I happy for them? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, she's rebuilding her life here and having a good career.
0: Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast. Yay yay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Lon, do you have any shows that you'd like to recommend? Actually, I've just
0: been trying to finish up Ozark. Oh, yeah. I think I, I mentioned that last week. I haven't, I haven't gotten around to finishing all of it. There was something on. What was it? There was something on Hulu that I started, The Staircase, which is based on the true crime of Michael Peterson, where uh, apparently his wife fell down the stairs, quote unquote. Oh. Yeah. So there's that. But I, I, something isn't, my, my memory is, is failing me right now. But there was something else on Hulu that I started too that I can't quite remember.
1: Mm.
0: What are you watching? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> I'm watching
1: NBA playoffs.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the playoffs, the playoffs already. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, having. I know. We see, I see you.
1: I see your head. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've been watching a lot of live sports mm. on TV. I don't think I had the time to catch up on tv shows i did start watching the kardashians on hulu i know that's such a guilty pleasure so i watch that i don't know you maybe i don't know there's it just
0: is it just keeping up with the kardashians and but under a different name or is it it is
1: it is a continuation of their life their glamorous life yeah yeah just on hulu and they obviously getting paid more Hmm. that's it yeah
0: I was going to say, well, listeners, if you're watching that, let us know. And maybe uh, maybe we can talk about that if you're interested in it.
1: Yeah. And I think I'm going to watch the Selling Sunset Reunion.
0: No, oh, I still need to finish that.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I haven't been watching any other documentary. So anything else that's not trash TV? Nope, not really. Sorry. I, I also started on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, which we just started another new season. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, listeners. (laughs) Thank you for listening. And as usual, be kind to one another.
0: Bye bye. Bye bye.